Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We're so happy that you're here, and we're going to have fun talking about a fun topic. Happy couples. Oh, yeah. I was going to 10 say. secrets of happy couples. <laughs> not frustrated couples, not, not disgruntled, uh, disgruntled couples, but happy, happy couples. Happy, happy, happy. I mean, that's what we want to see happen in, in your life. And so if you're single and you're listening to this, these, this is a great opportunity for you to take some notes and glean, because we've been married to, uh, now for what, 22, coming up on 23 coming years. Coming up on 23 years. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that we've learned along the way. Just a little bit. <laughs> but I want, I want to take you down a memory uh uh, a memory me? lane. Yeah, you. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking to the audience here. Mm-mm. Me, take me down a memory. Okay. Yeah. Memory lane. Okay. 10 months before COVID hit. Yes. You and I, we went on, on a trip of a lifetime. Of a lifetime. I was going to fill in that. We went sentence. to Italy. If you've never been to Italy, mm, you need to go to Italy and mm. get a margarita pizza. Mm. So good. That sounds good right now. We're, okay. Let's not talk but, about it. Um. Yeah. It was on that on that trip though that we celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. okay? So this was like 2 years ago now. And for us, we have always valued, you know, time together, uh, you know, away more than like some store-bought gifts. We love sharing new adventures together. But what's interesting to me was as I thought back about this, the that throughout the trip that we took multiple times we had multiple staff members from different places where we were at that asked us the question, hey, are you guys on your honeymoon? Yeah. Remember that? People thought we were honeymooning. We'd say no. We, we've been married and we'd be kind of... This be, is our 20-year anniversary. 20-year anniversary. And they're, they're always like, oh, that is amazing. And they would say, hey, you guys seem like honeymooners. We've never seen couples like that are, that like are, are happy and that have been married this long. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen couples happy, but you, they were shocked by the 20 years. By the 20 years and that you guys are happy together. And honestly, that's kind of a sad thought because so many people think that happiness in marriage is destined to fade with time. And you and I, we've just never bought into that myth. We've always believed that marriage should be like fine wine, getting sweeter, baby, with the time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you made that rhyme. No, uh... Actually, it did rhyme. I didn't I even realize it. it. Yeah, I thought you were playing you know, that but, out. But as Valentine's Day is just around the corner and the Exo Marriage Conference is going to be happening here at the church, and if you've not registered for that, and if you're you know, in the area here in North Dallas... Yeah, you can come. We come want on. you to come. If you're married or engaged, you can be a part of that. Yeah, but you know, I just... Here's what I know. Our marriage is far from perfect, but I can truly say... Would you not agree, hon, that... That very we are like. very happy as a couple, and that our happiness is actually growing deeper and deeper yeah. over these last. Can you imagine two decades? It just seems like it flies by so quickly. Yeah, it really does. Weren't we just like twenty? We were. 
you still look like you're 20. Babe, he's good, y'all. So people (laughs) ask me, they'll say, what is the secret to a happy marriage? Well, today I'm going to give you 10 distinct secrets of happy couples that we have personally found. And I believe, we believe, that if you'll implement these principles into your own marriage, you're going to undoubtedly experience more happiness too. So these are not in particular order, okay? Mm-hmm. But these are 10 principles that can cultivate more happiness in your marriage, okay? Here's okay. the first one. Go ahead. The first one is um, be quick to apologize and quick to offer grace to each other. So that's an important one, huh? Yeah, you have... I was going to say like offering grace to each other is being willing to... Humble yourself enough and recognize that what you thought that person meant or what you perceived that look or that tone or that whatever to be, you could be wrong. So let's just have some grace and not assume the worst, but let's like be gracious in, in, uh, in quick to apologize. Like, ah, I read it the wrong way. I assume something yes. it wasn't. Believe the best about each other. Yeah. I heard somebody say once that being in love means never having to say you're sorry. Oh, that's And terrible. honestly, whoever said that's probably been divorced yeah. five times. What does that mean? Yeah. We've got to be humble enough to, to admit that we've blown it. Yeah. That we made a mistake. And then we also got to be quick to offer forgiveness to our spouse when they apologize to us. And I've seen couples throughout the years, and we did this, I think, early on in our marriage. What's that? Um, but that's, you you can't keep score of the other person's wrongs. Yeah. Well, I remember you did this, and so I'm never going to let you forget that, or what have you. You got mm-hmm. to actually forgive that person. Uh, or we can't use past mistakes as ammunition against that other person in arguments. Yeah, that's not fair. You have to fight fair, and that, when... When I say that, that's knowing you're going to have disagreements. There's no way you're not going to, and you should, in order to have a healthy relationship, um, talk out those things that you disagree on. But don't use like ammunition to from past failures mistakes, or mistakes yeah. or to, to win an argument. Because yeah. the thing I've said many times is, do you want to? Would you rather be one or the one that won? There you go. That's how I was trying to say it. And if you're the one that won. You didn't then win. Then you both lost. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather be one or the one that won? And I think that a great marriage is yeah. a union of two forgivers. And I think that, you know, like what I've experienced with you, honey, is that we, we, we work to forgive each other and then work to rebuild trust that has been damaged and then we move forward. Because honestly, when you hold on to grudges, it's going to make... It, it'll make you bitter. Yeah. Or just when when you're rehashing the hurt, like when when you relive what irritated you or what hurt you or whatever. Ruminate. Just ruminate. That's the word. When you ruminate on it, you're you're mowing over it again and again and again and again. Man, that's holding that keeps you in like bitterness and the unforgiveness s- stays there. So forgiveness is gonna set you free and Move on. Offer grace and forgiveness and move on. Yep. Okay, here's the second thing, and that's this. Make laughter the second language of your marriage. Mm, that means Chris has got to keep those dad jokes coming. <laughs> oh, I got I got more dad jokes than I know what to do. <laughs> oh, 
my gosh. Laughter is so important because life and marriage is hard. But laughter makes it like fun. Do you think we laugh a lot? I think so. Yeah. I do. I mean, I, I mean, there's do. times that we're very serious. Yeah. But then there's times that we laugh a lot and we just goof around. <laughs> like you're laughing. Right? There's times that I don't laugh at those jokes. And then there's times that I do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that was really good. Mm-hmm. Listen, we we believe that a lack of laughter in marriage is like a lack of fuel in a vehicle. It, you need to fill up your marriage with laughter to keep it running. Boom. Mic drop right there. Check it out. Here we go. Chris graduated in the early 90s, and that just shows. <laughs> that was so funny. I wish we had a video camera and people could see the moves you have when you're doing that. Listen, if if laughter is faded in your home, then look for a way to get it back on track. Mm -hmm. Put fun in your calendars. Be flirtatious. Be playful with each other. I think every marriage needs a lot of laughter. And laughing together is one of the most intimate, enjoyable acts that a couple can share. And just, I'm going to add, like, laugh at yourself. Because if you can't laugh at yourself mm-hmm. when you like make a mistake or do something wrong or burn the dinner or whatever you want to throw out there, like you have to be able to just laugh about it. Don't be so uptight that it's not fun to. Or when you drove the car into a ditch and and me, when, yeah, you got to the church. You're like, I think I hit something. I go in the parking lot. I didn't lot. drive into a ditch. I hit a pothole. Is that you what you're hit a about? pothole, and you're like, I think I hit something. It felt like. No, there was a huge like, how leak. How did you do that? I, the whole thing of oil from the whole car. He's like, "Did you hit something on the way here?" And I was like, "I don't remember." Well, like, all I the honestly don't. The cars I on the hit a pothole. But anyway, I don't think we you laughed. were laughing at that. No, I don't know if I was laughing at that. Point. That was like twenty years ago. Oh, I do remember when you drove into the garage and scraped. We had just bought a new car. Uh, it was a used car, but a new car. But we weren't and, laughing. No, I came out. And you're like, you were nervous to tell me. And I, I came out. I'm like, all right, honey, it's going to be all right. We got this. We got this. Chris is calm and cool. Yeah. He's playing it cool. Yeah. We're talking as if I'm a bad driver. Those are the two instances in 20-something years that Chris <laughs> decides to share with y'all. But the real truth is this guy sitting over here driving has the record of bad now, driving. Tatum was not laughing when I got my license taken away from me from all the bad driving. He really did, y'all. That's a true story. Lost his license for three months because he had too many tickets and bad driving. And I had to drive you everywhere. And I had two small children. And I was angry. I mean, I did it with a smile on my face, but Chris is a bad backseat driver, and it was just a rough season in our marriage because he was telling me where to park and when to turn, and I had to drive him to every meeting and get back and pick up my kids, come back and pick up my husband. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Let's keep moving on. We want laughter to stay here. (laughs) Oh, it was bad. Hey, everyone. Start doing some things that will add laughter to your marriage, and one of those is not losing your driver's Driver's license. license. Just All right, here's number three. Learn from other couples, but never compare your marriage to anyone else. Hey, that's good. I like this. It is so important to learn. I can think in um in our in our lives of like key couples that you and I have both really looked up to, that we've both really like gleaned seen. so much from. Man, they're so in love with each other and they've been together a really long time. And how can we 
How can we model that? How can we learn from We actually from walk them? away and go, okay, what, what were some things that we noticed from them? How do we incorporate that yeah, into our marriage? The way they even like speak to one another and and the laughter that they share and the way they raise their families, like you should definitely be on the lookout for other couples in your life that you want to grow to become like them. And then- But then don't compare yourself to them because yeah. that will rob you of, it, it'll kill your happiness in your marriage. Yeah. So uh, learn from them, but don't compare. Learn. And and there's such a thing as learning from distant mentors. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you're scrolling through social media and there's like a uh like a marriage that you see on there. And you just love the way that they they connect with each other and what have you. It's okay to learn from them, mm-hmm. but understand that you're probably just seeing the best of the best part of their day or week or whatever, and that when reality you compare is your so much, struggles to yeah. their airbrushed, you know, highlight reels. Or you know they've carefully crafted how they're going to say something. Mm-hmm. You're going to struggle to feel happy or to be content yeah. with your own life or your own marriage. So it's really important to learn from other mentors and other people, but don't fall into the comparison trap because yeah. comparison is the stealer of joy. Okay, listen. God has a master plan for you and your marriage, and mm-hmm. it's unique. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. passionate. It's amazing. That's good. So are you too, honey. Woohoo. All right, here's the fourth one. I'll let you read it, hon. Oh, of course he wants me to read this one. Prioritize your sex life. Take it away, Chris. No, I was going to listen to you. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. Why don't you uh, uh, expound on this on this point? <laughs> we'll talk later about this, Chris, and you set me up for this question. <laughs> uh, we have to prioritize sex in our Hallelujah and all the... (laughs) And everyone said amen. If it's good, it's not just about all the men saying amen, which I know Chris was jokingly going to say. But no, I mean, if you have a... if As a married couple, if you have a healthy sex life, then it's going to be something that both of you want to prioritize. Did you know that studies show that the average woman thinks about sex once every two to three days? Okay. And the average man thinks about sex every six seconds. Stop it. Six seconds? I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Oh, I was like, holy <laughs> cow. That's not... <laughs> How are you getting any work done? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> listen, listen. Linda, Linda, listen. It takes a whole lot more than sex to build a strong marriage, but it's nearly impossible to build a strong marriage without it. Hey, that's a good that's a good statement. It's very true. So I th- we have to prioritize our spouse's sexual needs. And I'll say this, if your spouse is the one with the higher uh, sex drive, then you're going to need to work to meet their needs since you're the only legitimate source on the entire earth where that need can be met. And that's why it needs yeah. to be prioritized. Yeah, it's true. And when I say prioritize your sex life, uh, don't just prioritize the act itself of sex, but also all the things that surround it, the foreplay, the flirtation, the, the things that are all leading up to that, the celebration of each other. Listen, sex is a gift from God that is meant to be enjoyed in marriage. So enjoy it. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. And do it often. Have fun. Yep. 
prioritize your sex life. And if if you have not uh, been doing that, let me just give you some advice. Do it. Like, Prioritize it. Yeah. Make, make it happen. And like you There's said- There's a lot of couples that are just kind of, uh, they are business partners in essence. Yeah. No. Get the passion back. Get the love back. Get the, the romance back. Get the get the, the caliente okay, back. Well, okay. Just backing up half a step here because I think for so many couples, the reason that sex- there's a thousand reasons, and I'm not. This isn't the time or place to really get into all of them, but I would. Maybe we say, should do a podcast all about sex. Wow, I don't know about that. Hold on, let me just stay with my thought for one second. Okay. I will say that the very first statement you made when we just mm-hmm. dove into this was that it takes so much more than sex to build a strong marriage. It's not just the act of it, but in order to have a healthy marriage, you have to. You have to have sex. So I'm telling you the reason that people in many cases don't have a healthy sex life is because there's so much more that goes into not just having sex, but the reasons that they aren't Mm -hmm. (laughs) or that they maybe are but aren't being fulfilled by it. And that's where you need to do the work to figure it out. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. Bottom line, though, it needs to be a priority. Yes, but if it's not happening, then then we got to figure that out so that it can what be a priority. What is happening yeah. that maybe there's a lot of resources that can you can get the help that you need, the healing that you need. It could be past abuse. It could be yeah. Uh, there's so hormonal many, issues. It could be uh, do the work. It's it's stress worth. is ruining the sex life of Americans right now. Wow. Okay, here's number five. If you want a strong, uh, happy marriage. Cultivate a culture of gratitude in your marriage and being thankful for your spouse. What do you like to say about that, babe? No, I think that we need to do it often and we need to be consistent. We need to show uh, genuine appreciation uh, for all that your spouse does because we each have different uh, roles to play in our marriage. And so I will find ways to appreciate the roles that you play in marriage and you find ways to uh, to give gratitude and, and do that for the roles that I play. Um, <clears throat> and I think that uh, attitude of gratitude is one of the biggest keys to happiness. Mm-hmm. And when I am acknowledging and I am thanking and I am um, highlighting you know, different things that you've done, it does something on the inside of you. Like, wow, you took notice. Hey, I have been working to, to serve. I've been working to, um, to go out of my way to, to, uh, to, to display how much, you know, that I love you and, and in little ways, in the same way that I, I go out of my way to, to show you that I, I care for you, that I, I want to provide for you and all that. There's this, when, when you acknowledge that, it does something in me. Mm-hmm. And when I acknowledge it in you, it does something in you. And I think it's a key to, Mm-hmm. to a happy marriage, that there is a lot of gratitude. We've got to be thankful. And when we are thankful you know, for the life that you have with each other, every aspect of that marriage can be, more, uh, can be enjoyed with a lot more f- freedom. It's good. It's true. I think gra- gra- having an attitude of gratitude, yeah, about 
What's the opposite? It's an attitude of complaining. Yeah. So it can either be a marriage of complaining about all the things, or that it can be a, it can be a marriage about recognizing, man, it doesn't gratitude doesn't eliminate that there's not things you're you want to complain about, right? It doesn't mean things are perfect because you're grateful, but it means you're emphasizing, you're choosing to focus on yes the good, the positive, and what I am thankful I have, even if there's still things you want to work towards as a couple, or you want your spouse to do or be, it you can still focus on the things that you mm-hmm. are thankful that they are. So right now, why don't you grab your phone wherever you're at and text your spouse and let them know how much that you are thankful for them. Okay? Do it now. Okay, here's the sixth one. Communicate about everything and never keep secrets from each other. Woo, this is a big one. If you want to have a happy Uh, marriage, if you want to be a happy couple, communication is the lifeline that keeps a marriage strong. And you need to talk about everything. I think one of the secrets that we've had in our marriage is that we have have developed the habit of creating uh, uninterrupted, uninterrupted, excuse me, yeah, uninterrupted communication, a part of our routine where We'll like just put on some, I like, you know, some instrumental piano music and we just sit out in the back patio or maybe we're on a walk or in the living room Mm -hmm. and we talk, talk, right? We just talk about our kids. We talk about life. We talk about work. We talk about dreams and goals and trips we want to take and how we Mm want to leave a better legacy for the things of God. We do. Com- com- sorry, I'm enjoying listening to Chris talk. But our like communication, open communication, where you you can be uh, vulnerable to a degree that you would only be vulnerable with your spouse, like is so important in really strengthening your marriage when you don't have hidden things and when you don't have walls up or when you're not like reluctant to share how you actually are feeling about life or or a certain situation or decisions you have to make or parenting a difficult child whatever like if you're holding back and you're you don't have open communication um that's going to hinder your your ability to like intimacy is about don't keep secrets so with each other. We things. don't have secrets with each other at yeah. all. There's no skeletons yeah. in the closet. Listen, secrecy is the enemy of intimacy. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't hide things. And if there are things you're unwilling to talk about or say, then you need to get a counselor or get a mediator, like a third person. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do to be able to share truth with your spouse. And then let me let me just say one more thing here, okay? And then we want I want to move on to the seventh one, but okay. that's this. Uh, don't share things that are in secret between the two of you with someone else with outside sources like don't Please go to your parents don't break that confidentiality with your spouse yeah or even with your friends and there are there are certain levels of intimate conversation on sexually yes but also in in um in very private or very personal either struggles or um Give some other examples here, babe. Things that there, no, things with, that only belong in the confines of your marriage between you and your between spouse. Between you and your spouse, and what I've seen a lot of you know younger couples do yeah. is, you know, maybe you know, maybe the, uh, the the wife, you know, 
she's so used to talking to her mama all the time. And she tells all the things that are going on in that marriage and the problems and the, the struggles, the struggles and the hard things with her family. Hurt feelings or what he said. Well, or whatever. think about what that does to him when they show up for Christmas time. Yeah. Or Thanksgiving. Everyone and, and it's a, it's an issue that, you know what? It's a speed bump. You're gonna get over it. You're gonna you're gonna grow through it. You're gonna mature through it. I'm not saying don't ask for help. No, getting help is right. Getting help is good, but go to the proper uh, places. You know. Yeah, it's go, not your best friend's business to know all the things. Go to a pastor. Go yeah. to a counselor. Go to a right. Go to the right person that is um, in the position of authority to really help you both to get help through both that of impasse. You not to just take a side. And tell you why he's wrong and you're right, kind yeah. of a thing. So you're gonna, you, you can't keep secrets from each other, but when you open up with each other, you know, deal you with to that together as a couple. Yeah. And if and if you can't, then find the proper authority to go to. And it's not gonna be your mama. It's not gonna be um, your your daddy. I, I would encourage you to find uh, someone who doesn't take sides. Yeah, you need a fair, like you need a. A fair middleman that isn't gonna be, and I would like, say that's in most cases. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's always exceptions yeah. to the rule. Okay, yep, there's always to exceptions say. to the that's rule. That's fair okay? to say. Yeah. Here's the seventh thing, and that's this: keep dreaming new dreams together and working towards shared goals. You want to have a, a happy marriage? It's a secret. Keep dreaming. Listen, in every season of marriage, you should always have something to look forward to. You should always have goals and dreams, things that you are working on together to reach. Keep dreaming together. Yeah. I mean, you might be amazed at how creating some new dreams and goals can breathe fresh life in your relationship. And we do that oftentimes. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more so the initiator of that because I'm a... I'm a dreamer. You're so visionary, and Chris is really strategic, and he thinks like about the future a lot. And I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> Not because I don't, but I just don't as much as as he does. But it's part of what's really fun. But for you me like to it hear, though when I do that. Yeah, when I'm is like, the Ooh. ways that he has dreamed and planned, and then we just talk about them together because I love hearing it and I want to be a part of it. And I don't. And that helps us when uh, we yeah. have these nights that we just sit down and we just talk Un uninterrupted uh, communication. Uh, nights that we have. Uh, that sounds like such a long name for an uninterrupted okay. In other words, like we sit down and we talk. Patio. Yeah, just. Okay. And here's some of the things that we talk about. These are some of our goals that we, we, we discuss. What are our financial goals? Yeah. Our, our fitness goals? What mm -hmm. are new ventures that we want to do? What are goals in ministry or things in parenting? We talk about everything. Mm -hmm. And I love watching your eyes kind of come to life when you start um, dreaming with me. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it gives us something to to shoot forward uh, uh, towards, and then we are unified together. Here's the eighth one: develop a pro marriage community. Okay. So reality is is that your marriage is going to start to look like the marriages of people that you hang out out with the most. So make sure that you choose to hang out with people that value marriage as much as you do. That is so. You want to you want to have a happy that's marriage. So true. Boom! Right there. Yeah. Who who you're being influenced by and the example and the standards that they have are definitely going to influence um, where the direction your marriage is going. And so one of the best things you can do is get around other healthy, like Christ-minded couples who 
you enjoy, that you have fun and you can develop friendships with, but let them rub off on you in a positive way versus uh, the couple who is always having drama and struggles and fight and unfaithfulness and belittling. Now, I'm not saying don't, don't, don't be friends with them. But we are saying they shouldn't be your closest yeah. and your most influential. I always say it like couples. this: th- like, there's a di- you got you got to differentiate between people that you're on a mission with and people that you're on a mission for. Yes. Okay. So, and so for us, you and me, church has always been our community. Yeah. It most. I mean, obviously, has. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a pastor, but hey, join a life group that meets regularly um, with other couples that are in the same season of life that you're in, you know, eat and hang out, pray, laugh, encourage each other. Yeah. You may even want to find some older mentors who can teach you from their experience or maybe a younger couple that you can mentor. Yeah. Those are all great points. Your listen, your community that you, that you choose to be a part of is going to help keep you growing. And if you're going to have a strong marriage, it's going to take work and you're going to need the, um, the encouragement from from uh, from others. Be intentional. Okay. Yeah. Don't let it just be random. Don't just casually um, involve in an in depth way random couples that you don't have the same standard of living and life with as a part of your close circle. Yes. Because those influences make a difference and they matter. So be wise. All right. Here's the last one, and that's this: make sure your faith in God is your unwavering foundation. Now, for, for us, honey, mm-hmm. if if I would have written this list in order, that would have been number one. Yeah. Make sure that your faith in God is your unwavering foundation. Yeah, that does have to be number one, but these aren't in order. Of because uh, through all the storms of life that we've gone through, mm-hmm. it's our faith in God and His guidance that has really helped us to stay the course, to stay, to stay um, resolute, to stay strong, and... I think when, when, when you and your spouse commit to, to build your life on the foundation of faith, you're actually making the wisest decision possible because in all the ups and downs of life, God is going to be your steady anchor. And we believe that there's no true happiness uh, or health apart from him, but in him and through him, all things are possible. And I'm going to tell you that if, if you'll work together with your spouse to start doing or keep doing these 10 things, we believe more health and happiness is in your future. Amen. That's a good word. Well, hey, everybody. This has been a great podcast. Loved being with you. Can't wait to join with you again next week. Again, if you haven't signed up for the Exo Marriage Conference, do that. And guys, don't forget, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Everybody, hope you all have a great day. God bless you all. Bye-bye.